Welcome to the Why Not Podcast with me, Chrissy Hawkins. In a world where everybody asks you why, I'm here to ask why not. So sit back and relax or walk and listen and join me on this journey as we try to answer this never-ending question. What makes people say why not? Hey guys, welcome back to Why Not? So today we are interviewing Louisa Dobney. She is a time design coach. So she's different, she's not time management, time design coach who works with female solopreneurs or, you know, solopreneurs in general, because we talk today actually a lot about how going from a corporate world to solopreneurship can be very, very difficult and how we can feel like you have to do everything and it's hard to take time off and the importance of doing that. I found like this is a really, really interesting podcast, um, especially for myself because I definitely struggle with these things, even though I've been doing it for a couple of years. So really worth the listen. I hope you enjoy. Hi guys, welcome back to Why Not? So today I have Louisa Dobney. She is a time design coach. Now, you're probably wondering what a time design coach is, but Louisa is going to tell you all about that because I think it's fantastic and more people need it. Welcome to the podcast, Louisa. How are you? Oh, well, it's great to be here, Chrissy. I'm good. Yeah, it's a lovely sunny day here and I'm looking forward to going off on holiday in a couple of days. So yeah, everything's good. Thank you for inviting me. Oh yeah, no, thank you for coming on. So do you want to tell everybody what you do? Okay, so yes, as you mentioned, I'm a time design coach. And what, what I do is I help female solopreneurs who are feeling kind of f- are really frustrated or frazzled at the end of their days um, of work because they're like, oh man, that wasn't how I wanted my day to go. I've worked a really long day. Now I'm really frazzled and I just want to sit and watch Netflix for the rest of the evening. And that's not how I want my day to be. I left my corporate nine to five because I had too much to do. I was getting burnt out. And the same thing's happening to me now that I'm my own worst, my own boss. And I'm already starting to describe myself as my my own worst boss. And that's not what I want for people who have like awesome passions, doing amazing jobs. And I want them to like really make the most of their time so that they can get stuff done, get their work done, but enjoy it and still have an evening. So the design bit comes in because it's about helping female solopreneurs to create a day that works for them because we're all different there's no one size fits all there's lots of time management books out there that say we should I don't get up at five o'clock and do this do that Um, but it's like what works for you your needs your environment your family it's going to be different so as as a coach what's really exciting is that I get to just ask questions and help people to think through yeah actually that will work really well for me or I want a bit more of this I want to do more exercise there's this there's this passion project that I wanted to do how can I fit that into my day I'm not telling anyone what to do I'm just helping them to think in a slightly different way and create a day that works better for them and and who they are yeah I love that and I like the way you say as well like you know the difference for it's different for different people because like I don't know how many different people I've heard about the 5 a.m club and get this on and do your morning routine what's a meditation journal all this stuff and I'm like I don't want to <laughs> yeah exactly and I think yeah some yeah some things work really well for people um I guess I yeah I like I I as a coach I love 
asking myself reflective questions. And what's really powerful about just asking questions and reflecting on your day is, oh yeah, no, I really enjoyed that part and it worked really well for this reason. So a big part of the, the work that I want to be doing with my clients is not only saying, you know, what, what works for you. It's like, what's actually not working for you? What, what are the sort of the blockages that people may not think about? When, when are those times in your day, for example, when you have that slump and it's often like, I guess, you know, in the afternoon, so what's the best thing that you could be doing for yourself when there's that afternoon slump? Um, and again, as you say, it's different for everyone. Some people be like, I want to go out and have a run. For me, that's the last thing I'd want to do. Um, but what I would be wanting to do is maybe go out into my garden and enjoy just being in nature, planting some seeds. And I was doing this yesterday and it was it was a really, really nice thing because it was nourishing. I was I was kind of seeing the fruits of my labour. Um, and it just really took me out of myself. And I guess now if, you know, I'm, I guess I'm talking to you because um, I'm thinking about female solopreneurs. That's my audience now. So we're like not in the corporate world. We're not in big office blocks. We've got more freedom to make decisions about how we spend our time. And that can often be quite scary. It's like, oh, God, mm -hmm. what do I do? I think I still need to conform. Um, to how things used to be I, I shouldn't be putting the washing on like when I should be working and you know what am I doing gardening at three o'clock in the afternoon but if that's something that takes you out of yourself and gives you a break because part of my work um is about helping people to look after their well-being and to take time for self-care and when we're working again when we were working maybe in a big corporate we might not have taken regular breaks, but it's so important for our brains. I don't know about you, how long you can like um, kind of keep working before you take a break. But even like 10, 15 minutes every, I think it's like 60 to 75 minutes, we should be taking breaks. If we can go out and just do something we really enjoy, does it matter what it is? If it just takes us out of ourselves so that we're then refreshed and ready to go again. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. That actually, the, the break thing, that takes me back to my leaving cert, which was a long time ago. That's quite the A-levels in the UK. Um, and like that, we did a study thing and they're like, you should take a break every 15 minutes. So I was like, no. But like, I kind of forget, like I might I might be studying for hours or working for hours, but I get distracted every like 10 minutes. I, it's just, just the way I am. Um, I found out later in life that I had ADHD, but uh, like giving yourself that time to block it off. Like if I get, if I have an hour to do something, I'll do stuff. But I'm like, yeah. I have four hours, I won't get anything done. Yeah. So like, I like the idea of like taking a break every hour and it's being like, you're not going to break the flow. You'll be fine. Take your time. Yeah. Definitely. It's funny, sort of linked link to that. And it's kind of like the opposite almost. So I, I, don't, I don't know if anyone listening to this in the future will, will sort of um to, uh, sort of recognize this, but speaking to a couple of friends recently, sometimes I get so caught up in something that I don't even want to like kind of have a loo break it's like oh come on that is ridiculous I'm so stuck in what I'm doing and I'm enjoying it and it's like you just want to get that thing done mm -hmm. and I think that's another thing that we often get caught up in oh we just want to get that one thing done and then we yeah. can stop and that can be quite addictive but I don't know if anyone else is familiar with that oh I really need to like maybe have a loo break but I'm just gonna carry on and it's like oh, oh yeah that's my other side I'm one or the other <laughs> Let's actually like take 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 that break, even if it's just for a few minutes. Um, and I, and what I love is when I do take a break, and I and I'm still I'm not saying you know I'm a time design coach, but I'm still a female solopreneur. I'm still a human being who um, yeah, doesn't always listen to her own advice. But when I do, I do feel the difference. And there mm -hmm. is there's such a 
I think there's a bit of a sort of tussle and so much of this comes from what we're told almost about how we should work and obviously it's all in the word should we all want to work in different ways but we often feel like you know feel guilty if you like take a break I'm not there's nothing wrong with taking a leave break of course but I think sometimes we feel like we should be just chained to our desks and that's why for me yeah the time design thing is really cool because it's about getting your work done in a way that works for you and as women we have cycles and there'll be times in the month when we want to do more of one thing than another um it may depend on our you know our, our mood at the time but I, I I'd like to think that if we're running our own businesses we have a bit more choice as to what we do and when um and maybe we'll come on in a minute to structure because I think there's there's safeguards we can always put around ourselves so that we don't kind of completely lose track of what we're doing and just focus on the things that we love to do that's a big part of it but it's about yeah creating a framework that works for us so that we can do more of the stuff we enjoy when we want to do it yeah I love what you said there about the loo break as well sometimes I find I'm bet into something and I'm you know you're there for like an hour and you're just typing 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 and then you stop and you're like oh hold on a minute <laughs> you don't even notice and you're like gone yeah <laughs> do you feel like solopreneurs feel like they can't take breaks especially female ones I suppose potentially I mean this isn't something that's come up in the conversations I've had so mm. far but I think if I think about myself and like friends that I talk to I think yeah I think people classically like take a break at lunchtime but may not want to take an hour um, I mean, I think it's a really good question that maybe I should do some polling in because I, I love doing polls on LinkedIn. Yeah. But I, I think there's still, I feel that personally speaking, I, I, I'm always turning into my own worst boss. I feel like I should be really, I'm always like cracking the whip on myself. That yeah. Particularly on days when things aren't going brilliantly and it could start with not having a great sleep um and so it kind of resonates with your recent podcast about the importance of sleep that I think on these when things aren't going as we wish I think there's possibly a tendency for us to say to ourselves well do we do we kind of deserve to take a break right now have we have we have we done enough um have we kind of ticked off enough things on our to-do list to actually have that break and I think it kind of circling back I think the most important thing and again this comes back to my designing your day your way it comes down to what do you want for yourself how many breaks do you actually want to take in your day and I think there's again thinking back to the corporate kind of world that often you know we've come from how many breaks do we used to take and that, that's not that doesn't have to be how we we live our lives now and how many breaks we take now. And I think what's exciting is they don't have to be long, but they have to be regular um, as a way of looking ourselves uh, looking after ourselves. So I think it's probably quite easy for us to feel like we shouldn't. And again, as I said before, particularly on the days when we feel things haven't gone right. And I know what I'm like if I feel like, oh, Louisa, you haven't done a great job. You haven't done all those things that you wanted to do today so let's just carry on working through and let's eat more chocolate that's a good idea (laughs) have another cup of tea um and you just know that you're just getting into this terrible vicious cycle where things just (laughs) get worse and worse and then you probably work a little bit longer past the time you really want to finish work and then you maybe have a glass of wine or two then you watch an extra episode of netflix and then you, you're getting into a really bad cycle. So this is why, for me, structure is so important because it kind of keeps you not, not 
necessarily on the straight and narrow and not constrained as such, but it gives you that kind of, I think, routine that's really important. So you have good sleep patterns mm. and then you can take those times for breaks. And then the quality of the work that you do and the decisions that you make are going to be so much better. Yeah, that's uh, it's interesting saying like, you know, you should work more. That's kind of something I struggled with a while ago because I would say, I, I work in a gym, so I start at like six o'clock in the morning, normally finish at 10. I'm like, right, you're home by 12. You can get a load of work done before you go back at six. Um, And I used to put loads of stuff down and then I'd be getting frustrated that I wasn't getting through anything on my to-do list. And I was like, no, Chrissy, you've been working for four hours. You're tired. You need to stop for a little bit. You can recharge and then you can do maybe one of those things, maybe two of those things. And that has made things a lot better because now I'm not panicking that I'm getting nothing done. But even then, I'm still like, oh, I should be doing more. But you're like, you need to rest too. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's all to do with that word should. And where does that come from? Why do we put ourselves on these hooks where we just feel like we're not doing enough? And again, something that I really love to ask, or I want to be asking my 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 future clients about is, okay, so you've cre- we've created this structure together. You've got the day that's working for you. You know, let's let's reflect on how well it's actually going after a couple of weeks or, or a month or so. And let's make some tweaks to the system, because as you're saying, you know, it's, it's easy to forget. OK, so if I've been working for four hours, well, that's that's a really big chunk of your day as well. Mm. Um, so you, you need to have a break. But we often our minds kind of get ahead of ourselves. The dopamine hit often comes from or certainly for me getting stuff done. Yeah. But it's like, is that actually good for my mental state and my physical state? Mm-hmm. Um, how am I going to feel at the end of the day if I've sort of run myself ragged? Because as solopreneurs, we are, we're not here just to run businesses. We are, we're friends. We're, you know, we have, yeah, we have our, our, our you know, partners, our, our families that we're connected with. And, and we, I, I want people to be able to kind of create more balance in their lives so that they can, enjoy their work but also enjoy the family time and ideally spend time um looking after themselves and doing some passion projects but it's about trying trying to find a balance um between all of those things and I think breaks are really important and 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 observing how we work is also really important yeah and that's very personal no no the way the way you um saying that thing as well like having time for people if like I don't know if you've ever seen that um kind of meme or whatever and it's like oh I left my corporate job so I could have more time for myself now I'm self-employed and I work seven days a week yeah and I think I guess you know and I think maybe this is a good time to talk about goals because I'm a big fan of goals not just Mm because I'm a coach and and I've come through this (laughs) the hard way if you like so I've always been I, I like writing business plans and sort of saying, you know, this is what I want to achieve, all the big picture stuff. But it wasn't until I joined um, this business community that we're, that we're both in um, that I started to realise, OK, great. Yeah, business plans, brilliant. How many of um, your listeners actually have those business plans to hand? How many people do actually know where they are or are they gathering dust? Because what I've learned, which is so helpful, is yeah have a business plan have your yearly intentions that's great but it's really important to break them down to bite-sized chunks so that then you can create realistic daily and weekly actions that link into them and so what I love is the idea of having 90-day goals and linking them into what I do on a daily basis I mean it's quite a lot of work I guess to create those business plans um, and I guess working with somebody on that is, is probably really helpful 
Um, but then it's a case of, okay, so if I've got, I've got my plan for the year, I've got my plan for the, for the next quarter, um, let's break it down into what I'm actually realistically going to be able to do on a daily and weekly basis. I think it gives us a really solid structure to work from. And <laughs> I don't know about you, but I, I'm, I'm a real glutton for shiny new courses and things that can help me in my business. But they distract me from what I what I would like to be doing, not what I should be doing, but what I actually have set out to do. So I think having frameworks helps us to stay a little bit more on track and hopefully avoids us from working like seven days a week. Because I guess part of being, if you work, if you've come from a corporate background, many corporates and the, the charity I used to work with um, or for, you know, you had your goals for the year um, and that gave you really solid structure. But a lot of these things as solopreneurs, they're not there unless we put them mm. in ourselves. And and I guess another question kind of related back to what you were saying before, but still comes into what kind of we we lose by being solopreneurs is there's no one sort of tapping us on the shoulder saying, Okay, you've got your annual leave. How you know, how many days um do you want to use in the next couple of months? You're gonna lose it in a couple of months' time. You know, that that doesn't happen mm. to us um as solopreneurs. So it's really important that we create some of these structures so that we're not spending seven days on our businesses. We're seeing our families. We're actually having holidays and not working during those holidays. So I think the more structure we can put in at the beginning of the year, and I'm still learning about this. Oh, yeah, no, that, look, I've been in it for years and I'm still a disaster at it. Like, I do the 90 days first quarter, then I forget to do the second quarter. And then I'm like, why am I not doing this? Um, But same thing with like... um taking holidays like I find it very hard to take holidays because when you're a solopreneur you're not working you're not earning mm -hmm. a lot of the time so it can be very hard to go you're kind of like oh yeah well I have my annual leave that's fine if I only if I don't work these days I'm only losing this much but how much am I going to spend when I'm away and whereas people are otherwise like my fiance for for he'll just book the week off and he still gets paid yeah and and that's a tricky thing. Um, but I guess it's still I'm I'm thinking yeah, as I mentioned in the beginning, I, well, I'm off on holiday next week for half term. And the great thing is that because it's half term, it's like, right, that's a good time to have off and we're going away with family. Um and I was thinking, so when was the last time I had a week off? If I had been working for a um for my previous employer, well, I would have had at least a week off by now. And I think I took a, a day or two at Easter. But I'm a bit vague, really. And and I guess, yeah, something to for maybe first anyone who's listening, who's a female solopreneur or a male solopreneur um, is have you booked in or how much have you how many annual leave days do you want to take this year? Again, when we work, you know, in corporate nine to five, you have an allocation. Mm -hmm. Now we kind of have to choose it or we go away when our you know partners book time off. But I think if we can sort of set aside a certain number of days in the year um and say right this this is this is protected time for me to look after myself that's a really good place to start and to break it up during the year so a week here a week there a couple of days um around a bank holiday these are really important things to do but it's so easy to forget yeah yeah like I'm I'm the worst for it like I've done I've taken a couple of days to go away recently and I was on I took one full weekend because <laughs> I, I, I don't work Sundays and like that the day I was going away I went to work then went home went to the airport and um the next day I got home and my boss did the early class and I did the last the class before 
we um when I came back so I was like literally back <laughs> there and back like you know um but how did you feel so I'm putting a question to you now how did it feel having that time off did you enjoy it were you able to like relax and just switch off from work just for a, a day or something yeah like it was, it was only away for two days so it was kind of grand um it was kind of very bit of a whirlwind so I suppose yeah ish <laughs> I didn't really do a lot I read my book a bit one day and then the other day we were going home so we wandered around the place for a while but uh yeah, it was okay and then the full weekend I took off was the last day of Six Nations so I was just in full rugby mode I didn't care what was happening in the gym <laughs> brilliant and yeah. and that's and that's sort of like um because I taught yeah something else that's really important to me is getting into a flow state and I think that's not necessarily just something you do at work but if the fact that you said you completely forgot about the gym when you were at Six Nations I mean that's that feels like a really great way of spending your time if you're able to kind of get out of your day-to-day and focus on something else. And I guess if it's the rugby, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to focus on anything else, which is... Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do the whole day, all the games. I don't care who's going to be playing. I'm like, nope. <laughs> oh, sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, so, like, what do you... Like, why do you think they struggle with, you know... um their own like sorry uh, sorry why do you think solopreneurs struggle with their own structure or organization skills um so I think so I think part of it is what I've just been sort of mentioning about I think we still um think of ourselves as sort of working for a company and it's almost Mm -hmm. like we can't quite shift our mindset and our behaviors from working for for a big company to working for ourselves and I remember speaking to somebody recently who she's like she was saying you know I when I worked for a big company I kind of prided myself on my my efficiency um and uh, my organizational skills and and now I'm a solopreneur they seem to have disappeared um and it's you know it's harder for me to manage my time well um others have said and you've mentioned it already yeah the lack of structure is is a real struggle for people and I remember mentioning this to somebody when I first um started my training to become a personal performance coach and I said to her I just I have no structure to my day and I don't think she understood how frustrating that was for me um and so it was kind of hard to explain but I think one of the things that comes up for me um in regard to yeah how to be organized how to manage my time well from people I speak to is how do I structure my day and and I guess this is the sort of million dollar question. And I'm not saying that I, I don't have the answer because I've already said I don't. I ask the questions rather than give the answers. But I think this is where it's so exciting with the work I do, because everyone's structure is going to be different. So that's another thing. It's kind of, yeah, how do we structure our days to work well for us? And every day is going to be different. So it might be a diff- slightly different structure every day. And then the other thing is discipline. And it's so I find it really interesting when I so I'm such I'm such a geek about this. um, And I guess I'm really I'm just really interested in how to create more ease in our systems. And and, and why do we do things differently? How are our behaviours similar or different from working in the corporate nine to five to working for ourselves? And I think mobile phones (laughs) have have a role to play. And if I because I think for a lot of people, social media and mobile phones and email notifications I think this is a more of an issue for solopreneurs than for people in corporates. I might be wrong. Um, And I think we probably, if if we're not entirely clear about what we're doing in a given day, it's very easy to get distracted by our mobile phones Um, and just just take a look or do some scrolling and then it becomes sort of 
it's the word doom scrolling where we're like oh let's compare ourselves to our, our fellow solopreneurs and oh they're doing that and oh I should be doing this and then you get into a really negative mindset and I don't think we do that quite to the same extent if we're working for a big corporate mm-hmm. um because we probably wouldn't be comparing ourselves quite as much so I think mobile phones is also another big issue a fascinating fact which I'd like to understand how they came up with this this stat was when we get distracted. Now, I don't know if you have to be like in a really deep place of work when this happens, but I've heard that it can take you 20 minutes to get back into a task once you get distracted, which to me feels really scary. Um, so again, I don't know if it's if you're in a, like a really deep piece of work, really thinking something through and then you get distracted, it takes you 20 minutes to get back into it. But this is something else I think, yeah, mobile phones, just things that we allow ourselves to be distracted by can cause us to, to struggle to manage our time well. Now, I do appreciate that um, when we have families, if we've got young kids at school, you know, we need to be on call for them. Mm-hmm. But I guess there's, I think I have a question for, for clients about how well are they managing their relationships with their mobile phones or are their mobile phones managing them? Um, and I think if we're not clear on how we're spending our day, it's very easy to kind of go to our mobile phones for comfort. And I I know when I'm procrastinating and when I'm not focused on what I should be doing because I'm checking my phone too regularly. It's like, oh, what's going on in the news? And oh, what's going on on Instagram? It's like, Louisa, is this the time when I should be doing this? No, but it's comforting. It's like, no, that's not, that's not what I should be doing right now. So yeah. I think, yeah. Those are some of the key things that I think solopreneurs struggle with. Yeah, no, I absolutely do that myself. I've actually, during the day between nine and five, I block my Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. I don't even know. I don't need to block black Facebook. I don't really do much on it. But um, should then I go on to Reddit where I play a game on my phone? And it's like, all oh, right, you've run out of lives. Play half an hour for the life. And I'm like, I put that away now. Half an hour later. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's that comfort, it's, isn't it? Yeah, 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 definitely. But I think my question back to, to 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 myself on this is like, okay, so this is what you've decided to do. You know, what what you what would what are you not doing, <laughs> or, and why why do you not want to do that thing? And there may be a very good reason um, why you don't want to do that thing. But I've got some ideas, yeah, to maybe share a bit later about if there's something sticky that you don't really want to get into. A few sort of things that have worked quite well for me. And come back yeah. to that. Well, now that you're going to say it. What are these tips? Let's hear what you have tips okay. that people to get or get, you know, structure in their day. Or okay, cool. Well, I guess um, so. I've mentioned the first one already, but I think it's worth sort of describing again because I feel like it's really important, and that's all about being really clear about where you want to go in, for example, your business with your well-being. Um, what what are the things you want to be achieving in the year? Because it's with the best will in the world, if we set an intention and call out to the universe, I want to do this thing, the universe will help to a degree. But in terms of helping you on a daily basis, the universe can only play a certain role. It really comes down to us being disciplined and clear about you know, what are we doing day to day and how is it contributing towards our longer term goals? So I'm a big fan of having fairly strong frameworks which also have flex in them, um, but keep us on track and keep us from buying all of those bright, shiny courses that you may have to pay for that aren't always free. Buying all those books that sound brilliant. And I am, yeah, somebody who's bought many books from my bookshop 
um, and um, haven't read them all, but they fill me with comfort because I know they're there. But yeah, as I say, it's about clear goals, yearly intentions, quarterly goals, working day, day to day, week to week on how you're moving forward towards those quarterly goals. And what's also really important is to reflect back on those goals and how you're doing towards them at the end of each month and then celebrating at the end of the quarter. And, and the whole celebration piece is only a new thing that I've started doing. I celebrated by going to a, a spa to have like a, a facial at the end of March. And it was really nice to do that. And yeah. being a coach, I'm a big fan of reflecting. So it's it's not about beating ourselves up for the things we haven't done. It's about celebrating what we have done and then reflecting back. OK, so we wanted to do those other things. Well, what stopped us from doing them? Do we still want to do them? But it's about learning about ourselves. So what were the sticking points? So, yes. Yeah, so the first tip is really goals, 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 <laughs> making sure you're clear not 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 laboring over them too much but just having a sense of where you're moving so then you can see your progress um on a a, a monthly and quarterly basis so that's the first one link to that and again it's about putting more ease into the system because I've, i'm a real geek for okay so what are the what are the processes that i can put in place what can i do that can make this thing easier am i going to repeat this thing so habits is my second tip and it's taken me a while, but this kind of links into the structure that I'm creating with my day is what are the things that I'm noticing I'm doing on more than an occasional basis? So it could be, you've mentioned already, Chrissy, social media posts. Now, a good way for us to promote ourselves is through social media. And sometimes we may be more inclined to do it than others. Um, but what's really important is that is a regular habit. So how, how, do, how do you create that into a fun, regular habit that... Um, means that you're not having to sort of tussle with your brain oh I don't know if I want to do this today what what creates more ease around that habit is it because you do it at a certain time every day every couple of days however often you do it but can you create a habit around posting on social media so that it's just something that you do and ideally you think in advance I guess about what it is that you want to post so you've got some kind of plan and then you do the posting and you go through the process as I say on a regular basis same same time same day um just so that there's it's something that's starting to become a routine in your week or your month um so yes so my second tip is what habits can you create that you can add into your structure so you're starting to kind of think about how you're blocking out your time um so i think that's that's really important and the third one is so if you've got a tricky task you're working on or you want to go for a run, for example. Now, Chrissy, I, I think you're, you're somebody who's, who's much more into fitness than me. So I'd be interested to, to know um, how many of your clients may may face this. So like if you're if yeah, if you've got a tricky email to write or you want to go for a run, but you don't really want to do it is I'm really interested in like how we set ourselves up for success. So with the run example, um what would work for me if I was a runner would be the night before I go for a run, I choose the music that I want for my run. So I'm already starting to think, oh, oh, I'm actually quite excited about listening to that piece of music tomorrow. And I've got my headphones ready. My running gear is all clean. Um, I've got my my shoes there. So I'm already creating conditions so that when, when I, for example, not that this is me, but somebody else who wants to go for a run, um, you know, you're, you're ready at sort of seven o'clock tomorrow, the, the following morning because you've got everything in place. Your brain can't say, oh, no, Louisa, let's just stay in bed a bit longer because I, I just don't want to go for a run. And I can make all these excuses. I haven't got my kits. I haven't got my music. But no, but you've already prepared all of that. And your head is already getting into the space of 
I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to listening to this piece of music. My gym kit, my, my running kit is all clean. So you're already kind of halfway there. Mm-hmm. So, so and another example, I guess, which works quite well for me is if I've got to, to draft a, an email that I don't really want to draft or some other piece of copy that I'm struggling with. I'll start setting it up. So in the same way as sort of setting up my, my running kit for going for a run is I'll figure out, OK, who is it I'm writing to? What's the subject line? What are the first few sentences and how is it feeling just just trying to get into it and just spending a couple of minutes on starting that task and then see what your mind where your mind goes to. Does your mind actually think, oh, actually, I want to write some more. I've started getting into this. I don't think I would, but I'm actually going to carry on writing this this post or this blog. But if your mind's like, no, still not in it. Go go for a walk, get get away from that space. And then just see what your mind does. And this has happened to me before when I worked um, for a, yeah for a big organiz- organization. I'd often like start an email, then I just take myself off for a walk around the office or go and get a hot chocolate. Um, and then my brain would start to work, and then I'd get a much better idea of what I wanted to add to the rest of the email. But it was just about starting the process, setting myself up for success. And that's my third tip. It's about just starting but not expecting to get to the outcome there and then, but just seeing seeing if your brain's in the right place to continue doing that task. Yeah, I really like that. That's really, really nice, um, the third one. Because um, you, you like, you know, when you're not really feeling it, like even trying to get started, because um, you saying that just starting or like I have that when people who come to the gym, like they don't always want to come to the classes, but the hardest part of coming to the gym is getting there. Mm-hmm. And they'd agree with me and they'd be like, oh, I really didn't want to be here today. But now I'm here, I'm happy. Like you see the people, you know, because we have the same people in the class all the time. They have the chats, they do their workout, they go home happy. But it's that thing. It's like it's it's not the it's not the workout. It's the hardest part. It's getting there and not because we have a we we also like I suppose in the same, it's kind of like you book your class to be in the class. So you have to cancel to mm-hmm. not come to that class. So it's harder in a sense. It's a barrier to stop you not coming definitely yeah it's all about yeah creating this ease and um, was it in I think it's in Atomic Habits James Clear's book he talks about somebody going to the gym and they I think the first few times they only went for like I don't know five ten minutes but they were going every day and they were creating that routine and then it kind of snowballed from there that they'd go for longer and as you say it's just they started getting the habit well this is what I do at this time of day yeah um and then they built it up but it's about as I say it's starting getting familiar making sure the environment's right so I'd say yeah Mm -hmm. habits is a really useful thing to create as part of the structure of your day once you know what it is that is a regular thing that you need to do and thing is the great thing about habit it doesn't have to take an hour that's often and I think what we expect that every task we do, maybe it's because we're I'm thinking back to being at school. Every lesson was like 50, you know, 50 minutes to an hour. The great thing with habits is that they don't have to all take the same amount of time. But if you're if you're doing them on a regular basis, and again, I guess coming back to, to fitness, and you know a lot more about this than me, and if you're doing stretches for a couple of minutes, I mean, and you're doing that every day, that's gonna be a more powerful thing and have a really positive impact on your your body than if you go to gym class, I don't know, once every couple of months. It's the little and often and building it up. And then getting more excited about, well, now I can do this, I want to do the next thing. 
so I suppose yeah for me a kind of the centerpiece of my structure well the structure to, to my day thing is about yeah creating those habits so that there's there's more ease less it's more effortless mm. and there's less kind of again like fitness it's like you're you're enjoying what you're doing there's I can't quite think of the right word but it's about putting less pressure on yourself and just just in, just in, just enjoying what you're doing and doing it when you want to and knowing why you're doing it and the why comes back to the goals yeah that's a big thing like it's very like by working with the goals and like you think I'll be better at this uh running my own business because the goals and fitness and the goals they're very parallel it's like people come in and they want to go hell for leather and it doesn't work in two weeks and they give up whereas yeah like you're saying like you doing a, a class three four times a week or something you come in three times a week is better than someone who comes every two months and kills himself for a week and disappears again so it's all about consistency and staying consistent and that's yeah. what I'm always trying to tell people I'm like it's really really boring getting fit like because people are like to me how do you train <laughs> on your own and I'm like because I've been doing it for so long it's part of my day I like doing it you mightn't yeah. like doing it so you go to a class that's fine yeah but it's part of my day yeah so. no, it's it's exciting and I guess yeah for a lot of people and again coming back to the um comparing like working for big corporate to working on your own it's it's so different because you are it's just you mm-hmm. um and I guess it takes time to build up to a point where you really enjoy just working on your own and and I guess we're not just entirely working on our own we we you know we're working with our clients but we don't, don't quite have the same team around us um, and we don't necessarily have the same accountability. But I think what I will, you know, I'm looking forward to doing with my clients is being an accountability buddy to mm. them so that they've got someone to sort of talk to you about. And, and and often we don't talk about this stuff. I mean, I never, I think that when I worked, yeah, for a big company, I, I, there I think there are very few times when I really sort of talked to my boss about my time management. I mean, there were courses offered. And again, it's all about this is kind of how you should do things. Whereas for me as a, a time design coach, it's like, I'm not going to tell you how you should do things. It's like, what do you want? How do you want to work? What are your blockages? What helps you and hinders you from, from working well? And I think, yeah, again, as, as solopreneurs, it can you don't necessarily have anyone to talk about these things. Yeah. And how do you even start a conversation about it? It's I think we're expected to kind of know how to do this stuff. But why should we? Because we're all different. But it's also yeah. always been done for you. If you're working in corporate life, the structure is made for you and you can't expect yourself to like, just like, it's like, say for instance, driving a car. If you've been driven around for 20 years of your life and now, or even 10, and now you have to go and get in the car, even if it's an automatic, you're gonna not know what you're doing. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, and with so many things in life, I think we feel like we should know how to do them. And there's loads of books that we can read um, about all sorts of different things, including yeah, time management or fitness. I mean, I've I've got a book somewhere here, um, Sit to Get Fit. And I've I've got the book, but I I haven't really read it. And this is why I think working in partnership with others, particularly when we're we're working on our own, if we can have buddies to work with, it can really make all the difference. There's a real power in having someone to almost hold you account, but not in a like a why haven't you done this thing? It's more yeah. just tell me what's going on for you and just having like a thinking partner I find that really valuable well that's it that's like even myself like I say that's something I I'd struggle with is accountability to myself so sometimes if I want to do something I will turn around to my partner or like Vicky and our business group will be saying yeah. I'm doing this and I'm like okay cool I have to have this done by the end of the week grand I have to do it because they said I have to do it you yeah know what I mean? whereas if I say I have to do it 
it'll be two months later and I still haven't done it. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel what works well for me is when I look somebody in the eye. Cause it's like, I'm really, I'm telling you now, I'm going to do this thing and I really need to do it. Or <laughs> I have a very good reason why I haven't done this thing. Um, if, I, yeah, if I say it like, I'm doing it, I'm like, <laughs> right, I have to do it now. Shit. I might do it the day before, <laughs> but it'll be done by the deadline. <laughs> yeah, and, and like deadlines is an interesting thing as well. And again, going back to what life used to be like when we worked, you know, for big corporates, you're, you're, you have that. I think there are a lot more deadlines, whereas now they're often quite arbitrary um, mm. and easier to maybe, you know, negotiate with yourself. Well, I don't really want to do this thing today. I'll do it tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, as I as I learn, as I go on this journey of being a solopreneur, I just feel like it's kind of like I take my hat off to, to people who've been in the game longer than me, you included, because it sounds like you've been in the game a, lo- a lot longer, that we we have so many hats on and we have so many decisions that we need to be making and yeah structuring our day it feels like a really important part of just keeping us sane yeah. um and if yeah the only thing if it's like one thing that I'd really encourage people to do is to really think about how often they want to take breaks and and also what what are you going to do in those breaks because it's very easy to be like okay I'll take a break and I'll just check my phone great you could do that for a bit of the time but I'd really encourage you to do things that actually relax you, take you out of yourself, nourish you. But it's again, it's a really personal thing. What do you need in that moment? And I think we often just go to our mobile phones for that kind of comfort or whatever. Exactly. When there's other things we could do. And I mean, like, I guess for the putting impression back to you again, if you've got like a 15 minute break, um, as um as a sort of fitness expert what what would you say would be a good thing to do to kind of get your blood circulating a bit more what can you do in that that kind of time frame of just 15 minutes have a little stroll around the, the house like you don't yeah i i've uh like i suppose one of the things of fitness people under like underestimate the little things that help so like if you are say on a certain journey going for a little walk 10 minute walk just getting some fresh air getting out of where mm. you are can make such a huge difference and people don't realize that and that's a big thing i think that people are missing yeah so um, I always go for a break at lunchtime and I used to do that at work and if I didn't get out at lunchtime I'd, I'd I'd kind of pay for it in the afternoon and I'd know it I'd feel it in my body yeah I'm I suppose I spend like if people be coming into the gym I'll be in the gym all morning when I left it like and they'd be like oh it's cold it's I'm like yes I didn't notice <laughs> but then I will be out like you know I go out to the horse and say hello to him and go home <laughs> and um, so I will be out about through the day like and that connection with your horse, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be long, but again, it's, I guess it's taking you out of your, your current state and you're connecting mm-hmm. with him. And I think this is what I like about just being outside in nature and just watching all the birds kind of flying around and just listening to the, yeah, to them singing. It's about, I guess it's about getting into a different state. And if you're having a stressful day, I think meditation or yeah, doing some kind of mindful activity, going for a walk, these are all really good things yeah for our mental and our physical health and as you say I don't know why we don't think that these things can make a difference when they're for a short time but again if we can make them into regular routines they're also things that then we look forward to and we can go to if we're having a a tricky day but they're just so important for keeping us sane because as solopreneurs I mean you were saying earlier about you know if you're not working you're not earning Mm. if we're running ourselves down it's the same thing um if we get ourselves into a cycle where we're just working super long hours because we're really unclear about where we're going in our businesses and we're just all guns blazing on loads of different projects and just 
confusing ourselves and knocking ourselves out that's not good for us mentally mm. or physically um so this is why having breaks is a really important like foundation stone um whether it be through fitness or some other activity these are things that will keep us in the game longer and I want to work with people who really care about the businesses that they're running and you know if you've got a passion for something it's very easy to work five six seven days a week but it's kind of like but at what cost mm. hence the importance of the balance to kind of keep keep all those different plates spinning to some degree but trying to manage those plates and maybe not having quite so many in the first place so that comes back to what I was saying about goals being really clear about what plates we want to be spinning and why we're spinning them yeah it's a really really good point um speak about working with people can you work with you now and how do you do that yes people can work with me um so I guess yeah the best place to find me is what either on Instagram um and you you'll probably give the handle in the sort of yeah. cool so that's yeah just at louisa daubney or through my website which is louisadaubney.co.uk um so i've got two offers at the moment one is quite a short term sort of short burst which is like a, a 60 minute power hour you can come to me if there's something really kind of tricky something challenging that you you kind of want to get unstuck on um something that's really important to you in regard to time management challenge and we can work through what's stopping you from doing that thing and how to maybe create some structure or habits around it so that would be like a short burst for 60 minutes or i've got um a program which i've just relaunched which is called rebalance which is six sessions and that's all about really focusing on how to get into some better habits creating structure really understanding how 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 what your relationship is with time yes oh I like that relationship with time because um I think I was saying this to you before we started like I love the time design thing as opposed to time management because time management feels like you have to like you know take control or you know take it back almost whereas with time design you're in control from the start and I think that to me sounds way better like I'm designing my time I'm not managing my time because something's going wrong I'm designing it the way it works for me yeah thank you for summarizing it that way I think definitely it's about putting us in the driver's seat of of our days and there shouldn't be someone else telling us how to do it now that we're solopreneurs particularly yeah and like I said all the time management books tell you how you're supposed to do it where it just helps you work what works for you yeah absolutely because we're we're all different and it's about valuing and honoring that and yeah. even within a day or within a week, we'll be we'll be facing different challenges or feeling different moods. Um, so it's important to to honor honor ourselves and and just be as intuitive. I think what I'm interested in is just being a bit more intuitive about you know how we're feeling today. How do we get into a flow state? We haven't even talked about flow states. So that might have to be another time. But I guess I'm really interested in how we create the environment for for doing our best work. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's brilliant. Um. There is one other thing I have to ask you because I forgot to say beforehand. Um, this is a question that I ask everybody and I like to spring, spring it on people, but is what is the best advice you'd have ever been given? Oh, wow. Mm. You can pick three one? if you need to. What's the best advice I've ever been given? Um, I think, I think, okay, so this will be about being a bit of a perfectionist. <laughs> so I'm hoping now I'm a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> and it's that whole 80-20 rule of, it's kind of like just 
make it good enough. It doesn't need to be perfect. And I think that's uh, that's been a really important lesson for me because I want I'm always striving for perfection. But perfection is something that I think none of us can really. It was very hard to achieve, and we'll be working ourselves incredibly hard if we're trying to to get to perfection when we're doing. So I think for me, it's about that eight to twenty rule. It you know for it to be good good enough. So I think that's the best advice I was given when I heard about this concept of age twenty and just to accept good enough rather than striving for perfection. So I think it just takes us off lots of hooks if we focus on yes. imperfection really, the, the imperfect perfect. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that one actually. Um, it's funny because I'm very good at that when it comes to the fitness element, but when it comes to other parts of my life, I'm like, why aren't you doing everything perfectly? I'm like, come on, you've got this down on one area of your life. <laughs> <laughs> um, good question, thank you. I love this one. I, I always and I never tell people they're going to get it until <laughs> until I ask them. And they're always like, <gasps> "No, that's 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 good." No, it's, it's it's and it's also good to go with yeah, what's coming up for us yeah as a result of this conversation or what's yeah it's in, what's in my head at the time. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to remind everyone again where they can find you? Okay, so on Instagram you can find me at Louisa Daubney. Um, and my surname is D A U B N E Y um so that's where I post um and I've done some Instagram live so you can hear a bit more about what I've been talking about um and then my website is just www.louisa.dorby.co.uk brilliant and spaces sweet and as ever guys you can find me I have two Instagrams one is my uh my main fitness page or well kind of more of a social page now it's Chrissy H Fitness then I have my um equestrian fitness which is at strong the saddle with an underscore on tiktok it's without the underscore and then my website is www.chrissyhawkins.com so i just want to say thanks again for joining us today thank you no it's been a pleasure thanks chrissy I really do appreciate everybody who listens to this podcast. So if you please could help me with the algorithm and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And even, you know, if you want to reach out and suggest topics for me, I'd be delighted to hear from you. Drop me a DM on Instagram or TikTok. And thanks again for listening.